0: You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everyone. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast. I'd like to begin by drawing your attention to wealthformula.com, where you can get all sorts of additional resources to complement this show. As you know, you can get a free copy of my best selling book, Seven Secrets to Eternal Wealth on wealthformula.com as a PDF download. You could go to Amazon. It's still for sale there, but if you don't want to pay me anything, that's okay too. Just go to the website wealthformula.com and download that. You can also get a copy of that simply by texting 44222 and typing in wealth formula one word and you can get that delivered to your phone. So if you're not on a computer, typically when you are listening to the show if you're on the road of course don't text while you're driving it's very bad but if you're at a stoplight or something like that or you're in a parking lot you're waiting for four two 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 wealth formula one word and that's all you need to do. now if you haven't figured out, I believe that investing is a team sport right and it is a like team sports it can be fun and rewarding especially when you win. And even thinking about and strategizing it the way the way we do here. And, you know, I talk to investors in my investor club all the time. For those of you don't know, if you are an accredited investor, meaning you make two hundred thousand dollars per year or three hundred thousand filing jointly, or you have a net worth of a million dollars outside of your residence, we do have an investor club which you can sign up for too. And I talk to people typically right after people sign up, we have a, a, you know, sort of a, a quick introduction call and we find out where people are, what they're interested in. And I can hear the frustration of those interested in investing outside of the equity markets because they have no idea where to start. You know, where do you turn? They know that they want something different, but they don't know exactly what it is or, or how to start or who to trust or whatever. Does that sound like you? Well, I have spoken about this in the past, but the key in this endeavor, the starting place is to find your team or perhaps better to call it a tribe. I mean, you need to be around people who you know, like and trust, and you need to be around people who have different skill sets than you do. That is the power of a team and that kind of uh, tribe. And it is priceless. Listen, most of you are on an island and I get that to a certain degree. That's why I started this podcast, because, uh, you know, you're a successful and you live amongst other successful individuals. However, you don't buy into the conventional wisdom of personal finance that your colleagues believe in. So you listen to shows like mine or other shows, you know, for alternative thinking, for thinking sort of outside of conventional wisdom. And that's a great place to start, but there is no replacement to actually get out there and actually meet other people in real life of like mine. Over time, what we will do is we will start to have our own live events, perhaps as early as next year. Now, the power of tribal investing is perhaps no more evident than in the area of angel investing. Angel investing has you I'm sure have some sense, create an enormous amount of wealth in this country. However, if you don't know what you're doing, you will guaranteed get raked over the coals. Now, the good news is that tribal investing is alive and well in the area of angel investing. And even if you don't have any experience at all, might be something in which you can participate and profit in as well as have a lot of fun doing in the process. So on this week's Wealth Formula podcast, We're going to learn all about it from super angel investor, David S. Rose, and he's going to tell us how we can become involved with angel investing when we come back. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best. Worried about saving too little too late for retirement? Welcome back, everybody. Today, my guest is David S. Rose. Now, he is an Inc. 500 CEO, serial entrepreneur, and angel investor who has funded over 100 pioneering companies. He's the founder and chairman, emeritus of uh, New York Angels, associate founder of Singularity University, managing partner of Rose Tech Ventures, co-founder of Area Accelerator, and founder and CEO of Gust the global platform connecting half a million entrepreneurs with over 2,000 investment organizations. Now, David has been described by Forbes as New York's archangel, by Business Week as a world-conquering entrepreneur, and by Red Herring Magazine as a patriarch of Silicon Valley. He is the New York Times best-selling author of both Angel Investing, The Guide to Making Money and Having Fun in Startups, and The Startup Checklist, 25 Steps to Scalable High Growth Business. David, thank you so much for being on Wealth Formula Podcast today. It's my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, how did you end up being an angel investor?
1: Oh, I started as an entrepreneur. So I am a serial entrepreneur, having started my first company as a child and Then started companies in high school, college, graduate school, and eventually one of the uh, companies that I started after business school and after brief careers in government and real estate was a technology company that was doing paging software for the paging industry. And that got to be pretty big. And then the internet came along and we turned it into a wireless company doing wireless internet broadcasting in the early days of the internet. And that got very, very big. And then along came the dot-com crash and all of a sudden it got very very small at which point the uh, long-suffering spousal authority um, who had been following this entrepreneurial path for a number of years said okay that's it your entrepreneurship card is revoked so no more starting companies so i found myself uh, after a decade or more having started early stage companies beached as it were and uh, no longer able to start companies. So the only logical thing to do at that point was to invest in other people starting companies. So that's when I became an angel investor. And I ended up joining a local angel group. And then eventually, when that went under, because it was the dot-com crash and a scary time, I restarted uh, a new group called New York Angels, being my, uh, having entrepreneurial tendencies. And New York Angels soon became one of the uh, leading angel groups in the world. And I began to do a lot of in- investments. And so uh, the next thing you know, you wake up one morning and you're an angel investor with 120 companies in your portfolio and doing a lot of writing and teaching and answering questions about angel investing. And so then Wiley, the business book publisher, decided in their infinite wisdom that the time was right for a book about how to be an angel investor, which there hadn't to that point been one. And so they looked around and saw somebody with a big mouth who was pining on the subject and asked if I could write the book. And I said, sure. So that's how I wrote the book, Angel Investing, The Gus Guide to Making Money and Having Fun Investing in Startups, which then became a New York Times bestseller and is now the industry's standard textbook on how to be an angel investor. So that's that's the progress.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's a fascinating story, but I want to back up a little bit because, you know, as a lot of my audience, you know, we've had down in the books for the last several decades. And while the dot-com happened and while Web 2.0 happened, we've, we've been just studying and, and doctoring or being engineered, you know, some other kind of profession that has nothing to do with investing. So can you tell us a little bit, I mean, just real basics on a basic level, what exactly is an angel investor?
1: Sure. An angel investor is an individual person who takes money out of his or her pocket and uses it to invest in an early-stage company, often very, very, very early stage, before it's even a real company. And in exchange for that investment of very risky capital, they buy an ownership interest in the company, which as it then gets big and scales up, is hopefully worth a lot more. So, yeah, it's very risky because a lot of companies fail. And if you invest your money into a company that fails, then it's all gone.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So it's a sort of a risky endeavor. But, you know, so very risky. Yeah. So most of my listeners, of course, are, you know, as I mentioned, sort of highly trained professionals, doctors, dentists, engineers. I mean, is this something that would make sense to, you know, people who are sort of mid to high net worth but uh, have no experience?
1: Yes, if with a very, very, very big if, and that is if you are planning to take it seriously and do it over a long period of time and devote a relatively significant resources to it and commit to learning and understanding what you're doing, then yes, it is both fulfilling and as I said in the title of my book, you know, making money and having fun. Uh, The average return for professionals, you know, serious angel investors who do this really rationally over a long period of time, is twenty five percent IRR.
0: Right, and right. That's
1: not bad. No, that's, that's really bad. good. And, but yeah. in
0: fact, you know, the forward of your original book on angel investing, it was by Reed Hoffman. You know, he talks about you know his experience as an angel investor. For everyone out there, Reed Hoffman is a founder of LinkedIn. But he also is an angel investor, and he talks about investing in, you know, startups like Facebook, for example. And my listeners might be thinking, well, you know, yeah, that's Reed Hoffman and David Rose. I mean, they they live and breathe Silicon Valley, and, you know, they can pick out winners. How do less sophisticated individuals succeed in this type of investing?
1: Ah, and that's what the book is all about. And there is actually a very big philosophical difference between – a lot of the angel investors uh, in Silicon Valley and the folks around the rest of the world, including New York, which is where I'm from. And that is in Silicon Valley, it's all about getting into the unicorn, the one you know being in Facebook or you know in LinkedIn, and picking the ultimate winner. And if you make that work, then if, you know if you're an Uber, for example, and you invested in Uber at a three million dollar valuation, and it's now worth 70 billion. You know it doesn't matter what terms it doesn't matter what valuation it doesn't matter about anything as long as you're in uber you will have done phenomenally well right, right. and so the silicon valley approach is all about picking that being in the one and forgetting everything else the rest of the world realizes that you know the odds of you getting an uber are not that great matter of fact they're infinitesimally small so assume that you're not going to be in uber or facebook but there are a lot of companies that do very, very well that are not those big mega, mega, mega unicorns, right? Decacorns. And so the essence of my book is all about how to do it rationally and calmly. And first of all, instead of just doing it on, on your own, there are groups of angel investors, peer groups all around the country. There are you know hundreds of them. And I founded one in New York called New York Angels. But there are four other angel groups in New York. And my platform, Gus, that I run now, there are over 800 angel groups. So wherever your listeners happen to be, there are groups of people just like you, accredited investors. And that's the one thing. You have to be an accredited investor. But who get together and they share best practices and they help each other. And because they're a group, they serve as a sort of focal point, a lightning rod. For Companies looking for money. So, a company sure. comes to the group and says, Hey, here's what we're doing. And they present to the group, and then the group sort of looks at it together, shares information back and forth, and it comes and helps come to a decision that way. So, that's a way to get started. You should not do this on your own, just like my, my strong suggestion yeah. is you start working with an angel group.
0: Makes a lot of sense. So let's say, again, trying to get everybody uh feel for how this would work. Now you find yourself a group. I'm about to move to Santa Barbara. I'm guessing there's probably some groups over there and you get into the group and you're interested in this and, and you get involved. Now, how much money do you typically need? I mean, or, you know, in your typical investment, say you're somebody who's an accredited investor and you made make maybe mid six figures, you might have you know, some money that you're willing to play with every year and that sort of thing. And you want to get involved. How much money do you really need to get involved?
1: So as a general guideline, you should not be investing more than 10% of your investable assets into this class. It's a very risky class. It's it's a lot of fun. The rewards can be very big, but you can also lose everything, right? So do not invest more than 10%. So start with there and then scale backwards, right? So whatever your investable pot is, take allocate 10% of that. But then the real trick, and that's what much of my book is all about, of doing this is not to invest in one company, but to invest in many companies. And the more companies you invest in, the better your chances of getting that one that's gonna be the really high return company.
0: Just along that line, so if say, for example, I mean, just doing the math backwards, because I'm sure a lot of people out there are very intrigued thinking, well, could I do this? So Say you were willing to, let's just use the round number and say $50,000 or whatever. I mean, could you, if you were going to invest in four companies, you'd be sort of laying it on pretty thin Uh, for each company. Is that even possible to do? Well,
1: it's actually even more different than that because- four companies is not where you're trying to go. 40 is much more like it, right? Uh-huh. So in my book, I suggest that your, your target should really be 30 companies to begin to have the kind of diversification that you need. In an, in an actually mathematically ideal world, the regression to the mean is about 80 companies,
0: right? Wow.
1: But most people don't have the whatever to invest in 80 companies, right? But on the other hand, I can pretty much guarantee you that if you're only going to invest in four or five companies, it's not going to work. So right. don't do it if that's all you can invest. And now, that, now one of the reasons that most angel investors tend to be higher net worth types is because as you point out if you're doing a lot of companies that spreads spread pretty thin if you're only investing a relatively small amount the average amount per angel investor per investment in the u.s and actually globally is close to about twenty five thousand. okay right? now that's an average yeah yeah which means that, that you know that's what you'll typically find in new york and california or a little even higher than that in, 50k in some cases in you know the Midwest you may find people you know individual angels particularly within the context of an angel group investing you know ten thousand a piece say so you had a million dollars clear investable assets and you take ten percent of that to invest in angel stuff that's a hundred thousand. You take that hundred thousand and you put that into ten companies at ten thousand apiece. Right? right. That's probably the sort of entry level numbers you're looking at. There are some angel groups that will, you know, put in, you know, five where each person put in five thousand, but that's really that's not enough to make any kind of difference and they won't be seeing a lot of great deals, right? So I mean yeah.
0: certain,
1: you know, ten yeah. deals at ten thousand is probably sort of the entry level for where you're trying to go. And if you have more than that, you know, and and if you were to do, you know, three to five investments a year at, you know, 10 to 20 to 25,000, that gets to be a really serious angel.
0: Right. Because when you say, you know, invest in 30 or 40 companies, you're not saying all in one year. No, 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 no,
1: no. Yeah, yeah again the interesting thing and one of the key things to understand for your listeners about angel investing is this is completely illiquid this is not like buying something on the market where you can get in and out of your position tomorrow morning or do a same day trade in currency or something right this yeah. is this the average hold for an angel investment in the United States now is close to 10 Years, wow. so that means this money comes in and it ain't coming out. It's yeah. totally illiquid. So you're not putting your kids' college fund in here. You're not putting your retirement fund in here. This is purely discretionary investing cash. You're prepared to intellectually write off and then come back and visit in you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten years and see what happens. So because it's a long haul investment period, you also shouldn't be investing in everything at, at, at one time, right? You want to do it rationally over time. There's a a joke in the angel industry that a new angel investor absolutely loves one out of the first 10 deals that he sees. And then as he gets to be a little more sophisticated, he really loves... One out of the first hundred deals that he sees. Right. and he gets to be a pro, he loves really loves one out of the first thousand deals he sees. So right. as as you go through, you get more sophisticated, you get better at judging these kinds of things. So no, you don't want to blow all your wad up front in, in, in one year. But but typically doing, you know, if, if somebody was, was to do, you know, three to five deals a year over, you know, five to ten years on an ongoing basis. And you do it because this is not purely economics, although that's the primary driver. You do it because you want to do it. It happens to be an enormous amount of fun. There are all kinds of externalities. You, You meet great people with the entrepreneurs. You learn about all these new technologies. You're at the forefront of what's happening in the world. You meet great fellow investors. There are all kinds of reasons to do it, of which the first is economic. But if it's only economic, go put your money somewhere else.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your company and Gust and and that uh, is sort of making this uh, a little bit easier to get involved, right?
1: Well, sure. So having me taken off the playing field and becoming an angel investor, I spent the next several years doing vesting and learning about this whole startup world from the other side of the table. And then I got involved in founding something called Singularity University out in Silicon Valley, which is sort of a think tank postgraduate program in how exponential technology change in the whole world, all these new industries and technologies. And from that, i realized that uh, all of this technological change was going to affect the early stage investing entrepreneurial industry. And so I finally got permission to start another company from the boss and started a company which is now called Gust, which is the back-end online internet-based platform for angel investors and entrepreneurs. So Gust is the the tool. Tools platform that powers most of the angel groups in the world. So if you join a local angel group in New York or anywhere else, the odds are that they will be running Gust. When companies apply for funding, they apply to the group through Gust, and so it's a tools platform that lets angels collaborate on investment. And on the other side, for companies uh, that are starting up, it provides all the tools they need, both to start a company and get the whole thing incorporated and up and running, and appropriately analyzed, and then to share that company with investors. To the point that we now have over. 500,000 companies who are on Gust using this to connect with close to 100,000 accredited investors in you know over 800 angel groups and you know 1,000 other accelerators and incubators and venture funds. So we're the back-end platform for this whole world.
0: So Gust is sort of the dating platform for entrepreneurs and angel investors in, in short, right?
1: Yep. Uh, particularly the angel investors who are serious in doing it in groups, in angel groups and working with accelerators and the like. Like so, when you join a group, uh, so today, if you're an investor, you really have to join a group first, and then that they will put you onto Gust as this as this platform.
0: What's been your favorite thing about being an angel investor up to this point?
1: Well, really nice exits. I had one exit that was a sixty x. Not sixty percent, but sixty times wow. my original investment. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are really, really nice. And I've had a couple of 10s and 20s, which make up for all the ones that fail completely and go bankrupt yeah. with all your money in it,
0: right? Right. So it's, right. A,
1: it's a very high risk. high risk, So the returns are great. But the most fun for me has been working with and meeting and, and following these entrepreneurs. I started out, as you recall, as an entrepreneur. And in my book, I noted that being an angel investor is sort of like being a grandparent. You get all the fun of parenting without having to change the diapers. Uh, <laughs> you know, so right. being an angel, you get to have a sort of up-close and personal seat at the table as these companies are doing these really cool things and often breaking ground with disruptive technologies or applications of technology to a new industry. And you get to see these really passionate, hardworking, typically younger you know folks as they create the future. And having that ringside seat is just a, a whole hell of a lot of fun.
0: Right. So the book, which I recommend to everybody who's thinking about this, because I think it's pretty exciting. And I think there's a lot of value in this outside of just the return. And as David suggested, it's just you know getting together with people of like mind, sort of like we do on this podcast and through the investor group. The book is Angel Investing, The Gust Guide to Making Money and Having Fun Investing in Startups. That's probably the most appropriate book for this audience. But of course, there's also the startup checklist. If you are a budding entrepreneur yourself, 25 steps to scalable high growth business. David, how can we learn more about your work?
1: Well, first of all, you can get the two books. <laughs> right yeah, that's there. a good
0: start, right? They're,
1: they're available on yeah. uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and they're available in audio books that I recorded. They're in Kindle and so on and so forth. You can also check out gust.com, G-U-S-T.com, which is uh, the website we've been discussing, where you can you know, just search through and see lots of interesting companies as well as angel groups. You can look there under investor groups for a group to join in your area, and often you can apply directly online. So that's one way to do it. Anybody interested in learning more about me, my own website is david d a b i d s r o s e. D-A-B-I-D-S-R-O-S-E.com, with various links to stuff that I've done, lectures that I've given. And welcome to the world of angel investing. It's a lot of fun, it's exciting, and you can also make a lot of money at it.
0: It sounds like a nice combination of things. Thanks so much for being on Wealth Formula Podcast, David. It's been my pleasure. Hopefully you got as much as I did out of that interview with David Rose. Now, I really like the idea of getting involved with a local group uh, for angel investing myself. And we'll certainly be putting that on my list of things to do as I move to Southern California. You know, it's nice to have a few things in your portfolio that could actually explode. And I also think the experience of learning from others in this arena would be fantastic. Now, that said, of course, we have our own accredited investor group. And you can sign up for that at WealthFormula.com if you're an accredited investor. And again, an accredited investor is someone who makes at least $200,000 per year, $300,000 if filing jointly, and or you have a net worth of $1 million or greater, excluding your personal resident. Uh, we've had some very interesting offerings lately. Some of them have been from me, some from others. And then we have a lot of educational opportunities as well. So if you fall in this category, you absolutely should be signing up. And if you're in a car again, you can just get on the list at 44222, type Wealth Formula, and at least you get on the list. And from there, you'll get an opportunity to prompt it to see if you want to join the investor club as well. Anyway, so if you are an accredited investor and you've not signed up for our list, do so. I invite you to join us. And that is it for me on Wealth Formula Podcast today. Until next week, this is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder the stuff is so profitable and recession resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com.